Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfil what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds are saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Then one of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you prepared to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty silver pieces, and from then onwards he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus to say, where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go to a certain man in the city and say to him, The master says, My time is near. It is at your house that I am keeping Passover with my disciples. The disciples did what Jesus told them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, he was at table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, in truth, I tell you, one of you is about to betray me. They were greatly distressed and started asking him in turn. Not me, Lord, surely. He answered. Someone who has dipped his hand into the dish with me will betray me. The son of man is going to his fate, as the scriptures say he will. But alas, for that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. Better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, who was about to betray him, asked in his turn, Not me, Rabbi, surely. Jesus answered, It is you who say it. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had said the blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples. Take it and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he handed it to them, saying, Drink from this, all of you, for this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. From now on, I tell you, I shall never again drink wine until the day I drink the new wine with you in the kingdom of my Father. After the Psalms had been sung, they left for the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away from me tonight. For the scripture says, I shall strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. 
But after my resurrection, I shall go ahead of you to Galilee. At this, Peter said to him, Even if all fall away from you, I will never fall away. Jesus answered him, In truth, I tell you, this very night, before the cock crows, you will have disowned me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus came with them to a plot of land called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Stay here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him, and he began to feel sadness and anguish. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful to the point of death. Wait here and stay awake with me. And going on a little further, he fell on his face and prayed. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. Nevertheless, let it be as you, not I, would have it. He came back to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you had not the strength to stay awake with me for one hour. Stay awake and pray not to be put to the test. The spirit is willing enough, but the human nature is weak. Again a second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cup cannot pass me by, but I must drink it, your will be done. And he came back again and found them sleeping. Their eyes were so heavy. Leaving them there, he went away again and prayed for the third time, repeating the same words. Then he came back to the disciples and said to them, You can sleep on now and have your rest. Look, the hour has come when the Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is not far away. And suddenly, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared, and with him a large number of men armed with swords and clubs, sent by the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the traitor had arranged a sign with them, saying, The one I kiss, he is the man, arrest him. So he went up to Jesus and at, one, at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, My friend, do what you are here for. Then they came forward, seized Jesus and arrested him. And suddenly one of the followers of Jesus grasped his sword and drew it. He struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Jesus then said, Put your sword back. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think I, that I cannot appeal to my father, who would promptly send more than twelve legions of angels to my defence? But then, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that say, this is the way it must be? It was at this time that Jesus said to the crowds, Am I a bandit that you had to set out to capture me with swords and clubs? I sat teaching in the temple day after day, and you never laid a hand on me. Now all this happened to fulfil the prophecies in Scripture. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. The men who had arrested Jesus led him off to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter followed him at a distance right to the high priest's palace, and he went in and sat down with the attendants to see what the end would be. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus, however false, 
on which they might have him executed, but they could not find any, though several lying witnesses came forward. Eventually, two came forward and made a statement. This man said, I have the power to destroy the temple of God and in three days build it up. The high priest then rose and said to him, Have you no answer to that? What is this evidence these men are bringing against you? But Jesus was silent, and the high priest said to him, I put you on oath by the living God to tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus answered him, It is you who say it, but I tell you that from this time onward, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has blasphemed. What need of witnesses have we now? There, you have just heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? They answered, He deserves to die. Then they spat in his face and hit him with their fists. Others said as they struck him, Prophesy to us, Christ. Who hit you then? Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him, saying, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of them all. I do not know what you were talking about. Then he went out to the gateway. Another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this man was with Jesus, the Nazarene. And again, with an oath, he denied it. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, You are certainly one of them too. Why, your accent gives you away. Then he started cursing and swearing. I do not know the man. And at once the cock crowed, and Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the cock crows, you will have disowned me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people met in council to bring about the death of Jesus. They had him bound and led him away to hand him over to Pilate, the governor. When he found that Jesus had been condemned, then Judas, his betrayer, was filled with remorse and took the 30 silver pieces back to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned. I have betrayed innocent blood. They replied, What is that to us? That is your concern. And flinging down the silver pieces in the sanctuary, he made off and went and hanged himself. Jesus then was brought before the governor, and the governor put to him this question. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, It is you who say it. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he refused to answer at all. Pilate then said to him, Do you not hear how many charges they have made against you? But to the governor's amazement, he offered not a word in answer to any of the charges. At festival time, it was the governor's practice to release a prisoner for the people, anyone they chose. Now there was then a notorious prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate said to them, Which do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? 
for Pilate knew it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. Now, as he was seated in the chair of judgment, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that upright man. I have been extremely upset today by a dream that I had about him. The chief priests and the elders, however, had persuaded the crowd to demand the re release of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. So when the governor spoke and asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, But in that case, what am I to do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. He asked, But what harm has he done? But they shouted all the louder, let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he was making no impression, that in fact a riot was imminent. So he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your concern. And the people, every one of them, shouted back. Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. After having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus with them into the praetorium and collected the whole cohort round him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet cloak round him. And having twisted some thorns into a crown, they put this on his head and placed a reed in his right hand. To make fun of him, they knelt to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head with it. And when they had finished making fun of him, they took off the cloak and dressed him in his own clothes and led him away to crucifixion. When they had reached a place called Golgotha, they gave him wine to drink mixed with gall, which he tasted but refused to drink. When they had finished crucifying, crucifying him, they shared out his clothing by casting lots. Above his head was placed the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. The passers-by jeered at him. They shook their heads and said, So you would destroy the temple and in three days rebuild it? Then save yourself, if you are God's son, and come down from the cross. The chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him in the same way. He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now and we will believe in him. He has put his trust in God. Now let God rescue him if he wants him. For he did say, I am God's son. Even the bandits who were crucified with him taunted him in the same way. From the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out in a loud voice. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those who stood there heard this, they said, The man is calling on Elijah. And one of them quickly ran to get a sponge which he filled with vinegar, and putting it on a reed, gave it him to drink. But the rest of them said, Wait, and see if Elijah will come and save him. But Jesus, again crying out in a loud voice, 
yielded up his spirit and suddenly the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, the rocks were split, the tombs opened and the bodies of many holy people rose from the dead. And these, after his resurrection, came out of the tombs, entered the holy city and appeared to a number of people. The centurion, together with the others guarding Jesus, had seen the earthquake and all that was taking place. And they were terrified and said, In truth, this man was the Son of God. And many women were there, watching from a distance, the same women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and looked after him. Among them were Mary of Magdala, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. When it was evening, there came a rich man of Arimathea called Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it, ordered it to be handed over. So Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean shroud, and put it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. He then rolled a large stone across the entrance of the tomb and went away. Today is Palm Sunday. We recall the crowds and palms strewn in Jesus' way and the extent of God's love for us. Let us pray. Father, if we as your church are truly to be the body of Christ, then let us stand at the foot of the cross and learn what it means to love and keep on loving, to serve and keep on serving. Bless all our clergy at this time of need and their guidance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. If the world is ever to see real hope, then purify and transform our lives and stretch out our arms in loving forgiveness, with no exception and no small print, so that we may shine as lights in the darkness. Help us to be more, help us to be there, however small the deed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And our workplaces, family, friends and neighbours are to display and respond to your values, then make us more fervent in prayer, more courageous in self-discipline and above all, more loving in outreach. May we be there with a smile, a word or a hug. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal those who suffer in body, mind or spirit, especially at this time for those with the virus and those vulnerable trying to keep isolated and safe. For the National Health Service, who are striving to help with other needs and their unstinting duty for us all. We pray for those on our prayer list. Take away our greed and complacency and teach us sacrificial self, giving of time, energy and resources. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died recently 
thinking of those who have their life taken away by the virus. May they know your merciful love. May those grieving be comforted. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, in thankfulness for lives and free to live, we offer ourselves. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> 